Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Pretty good. I, uh... It's a, it's a Sunday, so I'm, you know... Yeah. I'm both relaxed because it's the weekend, but then uh-huh. a little bit anxious because work starts tomorrow. Right, right. Well, I mean, do you have a time crystal? You can just travel back to Friday night. Oh, yeah. I should just find a time crystal. Yeah, I think they're pretty common. I hadn't heard about them since, uh, or sorry, I haven't heard about them uh, before last week, but I, now I've seen them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I actually traveled uh, back here from uh, a couple of months in the future to record this. So I already know everything that's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to believe who the Red Angel really is. Oh. Yeah. That's <laughs> a third twist. Yeah, there's another twist. It's uh it's uh Burnham's uh grand grand granddaughter. Great oh. granddaughter. Okay. Who's I mean, a lizard? I mean <laughs> that just makes sense. <laughs> right. Uh you ready to talk about this uh latest episode of Star Trek Discovery? Oh yeah. I've got plenty of time. Let's keep it under an hour for <laughs> you. For your sake. That's right. If it's over an hour, you gotta stop. Uh, start. We're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery Season 2, Episode 11, Perpetual Infinity, original air date March 28th, 2019. Uh, episode begins on Ductari Alpha in a flashback to Michael and her parents. A Klingon ship lands. Uh, Michael wakes up in sickbay. Culver and Giorgio confirm that the Red Angel is indeed Michael's mother, Gabrielle Burnham. Uh, meanwhile, Leland is being held captive by Control. Uh, Control has kept Leland alive so that it can, uh, so that he can be Control's puppet. And Leland is injected with nanomachines, like mm. a Metal Gear character. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, a Borg oh. uh, victim. Now, how did he get strapped into that chair? <laughs> uh, Control, obviously. Yeah, maybe Control controlled him. Or yeah. maybe that little drone thing. that Where did that come from? Anyways, it maybe it lifted him into there and strapped him in. So are we witnessing the origins of the Borg? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that is the opening credits. So uh, the episode returns, uh, Michael reviews Gabrielle's logs to see how her mom survived. Uh, Gabrielle had put on the suit to jump back an hour before the Klingons arrived on Doctari Alpha. Uh, but something went wrong, and she found herself in space 950 years into the future. Hmm. Um, and she, Almost 1,000 years? Almost. Not quite, but almost. Hmm. Uh, she finds that all sentient life has been eradicated. Uh, on Discovery's bridge, Pike has to deal with the universe trying to pull Gabrielle back to her tether point in the future. That there's a gravity uh, issue. Right. It, it's kind of like a time bungee cable. <laughs> yeah. She's connected to that one point for some we don't know why yet, right? She's she's for some reason tethered to that point 950 years in the future. Right. And every time she travels, she gets sprung back there. Mm-hmm. Uh on the section 31 ship, Leland tests Tyler with obtaining the sphere's data on artificial intelligence because hmm. the Gabriel Burnham that's on discovery maybe controls Trojan horse. And the data would be safer with Section 31. I mean, that just mm-hmm. makes sense. That's just yeah, logic. I, yeah, I'm not the AI puppet. You're the AI puppet. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. 
On Discovery, Michael continues to view Gabriel's logs, and we hear about Gabriel's plans for putting the sphere in Discovery's path. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel wakes up and requests to meet with Pike, and only Pike. Uh, Gabriel claims to know nothing about the Seven Signals. Uh, mm. She just wants Pike to destroy the sphere data. Uh, Saru tries to delete the data, but the archive adapts and protects itself with firewalls. Okay, so it's living. The data is... I guess some sort of AI. Yes. So much AI. There's so many, many AIs. So too many AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spock views Gabrielle's logs in which she states that Spock was the only one with whom she could communicate. Uh, Michael tries to speak with her mother, but Gabrielle is solely focused on the mission. Uh, in engineering, Stamets suggests sending the sphere data into the far future with the Red Angel suit. They could then use the dark matter on Discovery in a pattern enhancer to transport Gabrielle to their time period permanently. Okay, so that sounds like a, a pretty good idea. But wait, they can't delete the data, from the sphere data, from their systems. So how are they going to get it off of their system? They can transfer it. They sure. just can't delete it. Okay, so it doesn't want itself to be destroyed, but it's okay with being transferred somewhere. Yes. Okay, so they can't maybe transfer it onto a USB drive and then destroy the USB drive. Then it wouldn't let them because it would know they were they were planning to destroy the data. Sure. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's just uh, go with that, right? Look, they're just gonna send it into the far future and not worry sure. about it. Okay, maybe nine hundred fifty years in the future. <laughs> Probably even further than that. Okay. Uh, Leland doesn't like this plan, and he tasks Giorgio with obtaining the sphere data. Uh, so Giorgio goes down to meet with Gabrielle, which allows Giorgio to steal the sphere data that's being sent to the suit. Uh, but Gabrielle mentions that Control views her as, quote, an unacceptable risk to the larger mission, unquote, uh, which is exactly what Leland had said to Giorgio earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giorgio contacts Tyler while Gabrielle admits to Michael that she was there to witness many of Michael's life milestones. Uh, Gabrielle wants to return to Michael, but she must stop control first. Uh, While this is happening, Giorgio stops the data transfer and has Tyler find out what's going on with Leland. Tyler discovers that control has possessed Leland, and uh, Tyler gets stabbed before he can stop control. A wounded Tyler is able to send a one-word message to Discovery. Quote, Leland, unquote. Mm-hmm. Leland what? Leland uh, is a snappy dresser? Uh, kind of a jerk? What? Well, we'll find out because mm-hmm. uh, Leland beams down to where Gabriel's being held and he manages to reinitiate the data transfer and destroy the time crystal in the Red Angel suit. Uh, Giorgio fights Leland while Michael, Stamets, and Nan disable the containment field. Uh, Gabriel's pulled back to her tether point with the suit. Uh, Michael, Stamets, Nan, and Giorgio are beamed back to Discovery, and then Discovery fires torpedoes at the facility, uh, but Leland beams back to the Section 31 ship in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Tyler made it to an escape pod before the Section 31 ship warped away. So Tyler's okay. Or is he? Well, his his escape his body is theoretically in the escape pod right. that Discovery can pick up. Right. In theory, he's not on the Section 31 ship. Uh, later, Spock tells Michael that Leland has 54% of the sphere data. Uh, Spock tells Michael that the now does matter and that the future has not yet been written. 
Uh, they will use both instinct and logic to stop control. Finally, he invites Michael to play a game of 3D chess with him as the episode ends. Oh. So this time, hopefully Spock's not going to knock everything off the table. <laughs> He's not going to flip the table, as it were. Right. Right. So now, now it's his turn to help her. Okay. Good, good. I see how it works. Does I owe you, sis? Uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, a little, little more exp- exposition, a little more explanation of what's going on. Um, you know, uh, obviously this is this is not the last episode of the season, so it can't really, you know, be the end. Uh, Control has gotten 54% of the data, as you said, uh, but will no doubt be trying uh, to figure out a way to get the rest of the data. Mm-hmm. However, uh, since the rest of the data is now 950 years in the future, which, by the way... Um, Another little detail that that I noted was that uh, the planet that uh, Michael's mom's been using as her home base is actually the planet um, that the group of people were transported to from World War Three. Mm. Um, but I, I believe it's a, it's at a future point, um, so I'm not really sure where those people are at that point. But I uh, noted that. Uh, Burnham's mom said that she had done that in order to test that the f- the past could be changed ah. uh, by someone in the future. Uh, so that's that's interesting for sure. Um, but now we're in a situation where you know control of it wants the rest of that data is going to have to go get that data. Um, so um, I'm Just anticipating get another time crystal. Right, right. Well, I'm anticipating uh, that uh, you know we're going to see more of this season now uh play out uh in the future <laughs> 950 years in the future um i still firmly believe that the short track episode calypso is going to cross over with this somehow okay uh i don't know if it's because uh in order to get something to Burnham's mom, maybe a replacement time crystal. I'm not sure, but something is perhaps put on the discovery and it is sent to rendezvous uh, and basically wait 950 years mm. uh, in order to rendezvous with Burnham's mom. Uh, because in, I actually went back and rewatched uh, Calypso after watching this episode and um, uh, Zora Calypso's AI, which has spent 950 years evolving, uh, mentions uh to um the human that's that's on the ship with her that she has been in her particular spot nearly a thousand years so i was thinking 950 years eh, that's nearly a thousand years right sure so we'll see but i I still think there's going to be some tie in there um you know it's clearly it's not arium is the red angel carrying zora's <laughs> ai uh in her body but um perhaps perhaps we'll see we'll see the crossover there um i mean this is this episode was peak uh what we discussed on our last episode time travel um there's a lot of time travel going on mm-hmm. a lot of talk of time travel um and uh oh and and the other thing i i no- noticed was obviously that um Burnham's mom claims that she has no knowledge of the um, signals mm-hmm. that were the whole kind of motivating factor for for this whole season. Um, and I guess that could just be that, you know, she hasn't made them yet, so she doesn't know about them. Because for her, that is the future. Right. But, uh, yeah. 
or will, it's we'll or it could be as Spock was saying, it could be a third party. Mm-hmm. May it not could be, be. May, may not be Gabrielle or Control. Right. So we're just gonna have to see. Uh, it's one of those things. Time will tell. <laughs> There's only uh, three more episodes. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, they have uh, they have to wrap it up. Right. And, you know, thinking back to, you know, what I, I, I was actually going back and looking at, at kind of some of the season one episodes a couple of days ago. And I, I noticed that, you know, that that first season, I'd kind of forgotten that it was almost billed as chapter one and chapter two. Um where you could sort of had everything leading up to the mirror universe arc, and then you had the mirror universe arc. I, I don't feel like this time we're going to get sort of a second arc <laughs> over three episodes. I think this is pretty much it. I'm not sure how I feel about this episode. I think okay. I I think I enjoyed it overall. Um, I don't know. Control just seems like a or this future AI that has taken control of control. Mm-hmm. And Leland just seems kind of eh, not not really a great villain. Mm-hmm. Just well, not a compelling villain, I guess. Right. I mean, it's it's definitely not something we haven't really seen before. Yeah. You know, we're we're as a as as a as consumers of of pop culture and science fiction, we're very well versed in evil AI that right. controls people. Um. You know. So, I mean. They have found a way to kind of circle back to Burnham's parents and and her parents, or at least, you know, both of her parents supposedly dying. Um, They've found a way to make Discovery continue to be very centered on Burnham as a character. Yeah, Um, it's getting a bit much, though. That everything sort of revolves around Burnham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm ready, you know, I'm definitely ready for, the, you know, the show. And I, I, I think that, it, you know, for the first season, I don't know. I, I think it it made some degree of sense to have, a, you know, sort of the the viewer's embodiment in the show of, of Burnham and have sort of, a, you know, a central character. But I think everything about season two that's been so good has been when it's more like a traditional star trek series mm-hmm. and i'm really hoping and, and and in that i mean when they kind of uncoupled from burnham and had things involving other characters right uh so i'm really hoping that the the folks that are running the the show in season three because there is going to be some sh- you know some shaking up there that they go back and you know evaluate the season and say you know what when it was at its best it was an ensemble and it wasn't all completely focused on burnham and burnham kind of being you know if you really think about it burnham is the center of the universe at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, that's a lot yeah (laughs) not that i don't like burnham a lot it's just that i think i'm ready it's almost like uh i was thinking about it the other day that you know, we, we, we're used to having, you know, an Enterprise, Voyager, uh, TNG, DS9. We're used to having these episodes or maybe maybe a couple of episodes where they really focus on one character. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an entire series that's focused on one character. And, and you know, when we saw um, we saw Arium and I was really interested in, you know, what was what was going on there? You know, what was up with that character? Yeah, I'm really interested in the other character, exploring the lives of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not as just sort of a a third tier story, though. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that season three will turn things around. 
Um, yeah, I'm just not really feeling this season that much. Uh, I, right. I, I think it's. Point. I think it started off pretty well. I definitely mm-hmm. like the introduction of Pike and even Spock and all that stuff. But uh, this current storyline is it, it. It's just not really compelling to me. Right. Because I think we've been there and done that a lot. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Well, and and at this point in last season, we were in a really cool, like, Mirror Universe storyline. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, wow, Lorca is actually from the Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is just kind of like, okay, it's future AI. Right. And what you've seen before. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to see, you know, what happens next time. We've gotten a little glimpse of what that's going to be. Um, it seems like it's still going to be pretty involved, but it's uh, maybe going to take the focus off of Burnham a bit. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, next time we're going to chat about Through the Valley of Shadows. Okay. Sounds spooky. Doesn't sound like time travel, but who knows? <laughs> that valley is full of time travel. Time travel and AI everywhere. (laughs) 